welcome to a new episode of Field Days, a podcast about news and hot topics related to the Michigan Department of Corrections. Here are your hosts, Chris Gouts and Greg Straub. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a new edition of Field Days. I'm joined, as always, by Chris Gouts from the Public Information Office. How are you, Chris? I'm very good. It's a day off. Yes, it is. Yeah, I hope everyone is uh, on their way to the polls to to make their vote count and listening to uh, the newest episode of Field Days. So, so what's going on uh, around corrections, Chris? Well, it is a state holiday today, so there's no guest today. It is you're stuck with just the two of us. But it is election day, so we want to encourage everybody to go out and to vote and to listen to us. So this is a great thing. You could listen to us in the car on your way to go vote, or you could go vote and then listen to us. Either way, you've got two missions today. <laughs> Two missions today, go out and vote, and listen to us. Whichever order you do it is fine with us, as long as you do both of them. But it is a state holiday today, so most state workers are going to be off, but there are a number of MDOC employees that are still working today and doing their part to protect the public. So our head is off to them, and we wanted to recognize them for their service today. But as you said, Greg, it has been quite a week. The department has been in the news quite a bit, and so we've been pretty busy here. Uh, But we have had some really positive news that came out this week uh, that, of course, no one's writing about. (laughs) But thankfully, we have the podcast. So, Greg, why don't you tell us about this historic audit that has just been released? There is some big FOA news today. Uh, So the State Office of the Auditor General just gave the MDOC its highest possible marks on a recent audit of the parole eligibility consideration process. Uh, The audit objectives included assessing the effectiveness of the department's process to identify prisoners eligible for parole, as well as the accuracy and completeness of the prisoner information provided to the parole board. So it it covered a span of October 1st, 2013, all the way to July 31st of this year. Uh, The auditors visited multiple correction facilities during the audit process, interviewed staff, and thoroughly reviewed prisoner files. The auditors found that the department's processes were effective in the information provided to the board was accurate and complete. So there was no findings to report, which is a huge accomplishment for the Department of Corrections. Uh, it, was, it was the highest level of classification available on achieving audit objectives, which is often a difficult target to meet. So the auditors uh, praised the MDOC for their cooperation and assistance during this process. And I can tell you, I have a, a secret email here from Deputy Director Marlin, who sent um, a huge thank you to the pro board staff, the director, uh, and many in the department. He said, the auditors told us this was the highest level of classification they can give an agency on achieving audit objectives. Uh, he praised Dave Fountain, the administrator of the parole board, Tammy Wakely, a manager of the, at the parole board, Kelly Lutz, um, a supervisor in the parole board, Denise Matowski, who is in research and planning, and Paul Slachter, uh, who is a CFA employee, for their cooperation and assistance during the audit. In fact, the auditors told us, he said, we don't often get this level of cooperation within state agencies. And he went on to say, I would like to thank everyone involved in this process and all the employees of the parole board, as this is truly amazing. Great, great job. So I know Deputy Director Marlin was very, very excited and happy, you know, that this is, this is he, he said in his email, in fact, they were aware of only one other audit ever done within the MDOC that achieved this level of effectiveness. So big praise to FOA in this audit. Um, hopefully there'll be a press release. You've seen a press release on this in the in the next Corrections Connection. Cheers to FOA. 
Well, yeah, that was that's very good news. Uh, the staff worked very hard, and I also was working very hard the same day that this audit came out by by eating lunch. Uh, <laughs> So I was in Adrian uh, the day this audit came out uh, at the Gus Harrison Correctional Facility taking our CMU intern, Denna, on a tour. And we made sure to stop at their food tech restaurant uh, where we experienced a very fine dining. Uh, this menu was fantastic. If you've not experienced it yet, uh, we'll, we'll have to take you, Greg, so that you can uh, see, you bring your FOA self to, uh, to a CFA facility. Yeah, eating, eating a fine lunch is a little better than an audit, so <laughs> I, I, would, I would enjoy that. Thanks, Chris. Well, well if you, you know, to make sure that you understand how fine it was, let me, let me give you a, a taste of what this, uh, this menu was like. So as an appetizer, I went with the spinach and wild mushroom crepe, and for the entree, I chose the smoked paprika rubbed lamb chops with roasted celery, minted pear puree, and duchess potatoes with a deconstructed apple pie for dessert. So, so let me get this straight. So this is, you went to a prison and you ate this menu? I, I did. Denna, our intern, went with the sea bass ceviche with sweet corn and potatoes and the pork loin chop with apple balsamic reduction, roasted root vegetables, and dauphinois potatoes with a mini chocolate de quasse for dessert. Did you just say ceviche? I did. <laughs> it was as fancy as it sounds and not the typical lunch uh, that you see in prison. So, But now that I've whet your appetite and I know that you are curious about this food, you can head over to uh, the Twitter machine and see photos of our lunch. And trust me, it looks as good as it tastes. Uh, but these are programs that have been around for quite a while in the department, and they, they are really great. They're not just uh, about uh, eating really great food. They're about teaching our prisoners a really great skill. And so these prisoners are learning proper food handling techniques, preparation, cooking, and they're learning them from incredibly experienced chefs. And when they leave, they're going to have certifications that they can take with them and go out and get a job in some really top-notch restaurants. We're seeing a really burgeoning uh, restaurant scene in Detroit right now, and those places are looking for, for shorter cooks and for chefs. And so we're, we're hopefully uh, creating a pipeline uh, for these guys to go and work there. Um, and so obviously we're not just preparing them to go get a job working, you know, working the fry later at Burger King. You right. know, those aren't jobs that can sustain them uh, going forward. And so these are going to be uh, jobs that they're going to be able to, you know, live on and, and raise a family on. So these are these are really great programs uh, for them. And actually we're going to be learning more about this program in a future episode of the podcast, hopefully uh, in a few weeks. Since I was since I'm talking about food, before we go, I did want to make a plug for another uh, state of Michigan department podcast that's out there. It's the Department of Agriculture and Rural Development podcast, uh, where they discuss issues about food and agriculture in the state. Uh, I've been checking it out lately, and they have a, had a really great interview actually this summer with their department director Jamie Clover Adams, uh, where she talked about her trade mission to China, which she is actually embarking on this week as we speak. So it's actually very timely to go back and check that out now while you subscribe uh, to their podcast. So overall, it's a really good listen. I'd encourage our listeners to go over there and check it out. You can find them on iTunes uh, by searching for their initials, M-D-A-R-D, and it will pop right up. Well, you're not saying to listen to them over our podcast, are you? I think I think they could listen to both. They could listen to us yeah. as they go to vote, and then when they come back on their way home, they could listen to the MDARD podcast. You're, you're, you're Switzerland right now. You're right. You're, you're playing both sides there, Gouts. But uh, I'll, you know, we'll, we'll let it slide. You know, there, there's so much to unpack what what you just said right there with this whole with the food tech and the skills that you know we're giving prisoners inside, so that when they come out, they they have a better chance of being successful. But I know we can't go on forever about this. I'm just a little jealous that. You got to eat all this fine dining and, you know, the, the audit, wonderful. Kudos to FOA, but 
man, I'd love to have that visit with you, and uh, hopefully we can do that soon. But, uh, you know, we, we have some exciting things coming up on the podcast. After the election today, you know, there could be a lot of things going on in the legislature. So we're going to have on, who's our next guest? Well, we're going to have on Kyle Kaminsky, who's our legislative liaison. Like you said, you know, the, the election is today. There are 110 state house seats that are uh, up for grabs, and the outcome of those races will have an impact on the MDOC. So we're going to have Kyle here on the podcast next week to break that all down for us, tell us what that means, and what might be in store for the department with the lame duck section of the legislature. And if you're not familiar with the term lame duck, we'll have Kyle explain that to us as well. Good stuff. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Thanks, Chris. Thank you. As always, thank you for listening. We'd love it if you would help us spread the word about the podcast. You can do that by subscribing to the show on iTunes and leave us a review. You can always follow the department on Facebook at MI Corrections and on Twitter at Michigan DOC, as well as the FOA account at MDOC FOA and the CFA account at MDOC CFA. And you can send any questions you have to the show using the hashtag AskFieldDays. Until next time... Thanks for tuning in to Field Day's podcast.